0: Reuben studied their faces for signs of deceit. Dills appeared hurt by his lack of faith, and Willard rolled his eyes. We thought you'd like to try on a knight's helmet, seeing as how you never get to wear one. Thought you'd appreciate it. Beyond them, Reuben saw Squire Prefect Ellison coming from the castle and taking a seat on the edge of the well to watch. It's fun. We've all taken turns. Dills shoved the helm against Reuben's chest again. With the pads and helm, you can't get hurt. Willard scowled. Look, we're trying to be nice here. Don't be a git. As bizarre as it all was, Reuben didn't see any malice in their eyes. They all smiled like he'd seen them look at one another sloppy, unguarded grins. The whole thing made a kind of sense in Reuben's head. After three years, the novelty of bullying him had finally worn off. Being the only one their age who wasn't noble had made him a natural target. But times had changed, and everyone grew up. This was a peace offering, and given that Reuben hadn't made a single friend since his arrival, he couldn't afford to be picky. He lifted the helm, which was stuffed with rags, slipped it on. Despite the wads of cloth, the helmet was too big, hung loose. He suspected something wasn't right, but didn't know for sure. He had never worn armour of any kind. Since Reuben was destined to be a castle soldier, his father had been expected to train him, but never had. That deficiency was part of the allure of the squire's offer. The enticement outweighed his suspicions. This was his chance to learn about fighting and swordplay. His birthday was only a week away, and once he turned sixteen, he would enter the ranks of the castle guard. With little combat training, he'd be relegated to the worst posts. If the squires were serious, he might learn something. Anything. The trio trussed him up in the heavy layers of padding that restricted his movement. Then Horace handed him the extra wooden sword. That's when the beating began. Without warning, all three squire's swords struck Reuben in the head. The metal and wadding of the helmet absorbed most, but not all, of the blows. The inside of the helmet had rough, exposed metal edges that jabbed, piercing his forehead, cheek, and ear. He raised his sword in a feeble attempt to defend, but could see little through the narrow visor his ears packed with linen. He could just barely make out muffled laughter. One blow knocked the sword from his hands, and another struck his back, collapsing him to his knees. After that, the strikes came in earnest. They rained on his metal-caged head as he cowered in a ball. Finally, the blows slowed, then stopped. Reuben heard heavy breathing, panting, and more laughter. "'You were right, Tills.' "'Willard said. "'The muckraker is a much better training dummy. "'For a while, but the dummy doesn't curl up in a ball like a girl.' "'The old disdain was back in Dill's voice. "'But there is the added bonus of him squealing when hit. "'Anyone else thirsty?' Horace asked, still panting. "'Hearing them move away, Reuben allowed himself to breathe "'and his muscles to relax.' His jaw was stiff from clenching his teeth, and everything else ached from the pounding. He lay for a moment longer, waiting, listening. With the helmet on, the world was shut out, muted, but he feared taking it off. After several minutes, even the muffled laughter and insults faded. Peering up through the slit, all he could see was the canopy of orange and yellow leaves waving in the afternoon breeze. Reuben tilted his head and spotted the three cruelties in the centre of the courtyard, filling cups from the well as they took seats on the apple cart. One was rubbing his sword arm, swinging it in wide circles. It must be exhausting beating me senseless. Reuben pulled the helmet off and felt the cool air kiss the sweat on his brow. He realised now that it wasn't Dill's helm at all they must have found it discarded somewhere he should have known dear.